KPV Radio, Central Texas. I don't really care about what they think. Through the pain, I'ma do my thing. Try it, but it's hard, yeah, it's hard, and I know it. No giving up, you just gotta keep going. Pressure keeps you focused on your purpose, keep going, keep going. Don't be scared to put your first Looking in the mirror and you're looking like a winner Don't want to just get by I want to live a life Going to be TPV Radio, Central Texas. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, are you ready? This is ARB. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th. It is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Majel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majow's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. It is, it, is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the Psalmist Voice. If this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet, are you ready, are you ready to, walk? to walk? Let's go! What's good, family? This your boy, the Thomas Voice, a.k.a. Pastor Christopher Newton. And you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio Network. Walk with us, family. Let's go! Let's go. 
If you're going to hang out, just don't even bother calling. Just wait for the rebroadcast. Just saying. But the number to call in is 515-605-9873. You can listen to us live right now on the Summit Sports Radio Network. Just download Live 365, type in the Summit Voice Radio Network, capitalize each letter of the first word, and you are in there. Save it on all your mobile devices. Take it everywhere with you because you will be blessed by the music or the word of God. One way or the other, you will draw closer to Jesus Christ with TBG Radio 24-7, or you can go to our website and let, and uh, become a family member, like I like to call it. Be part of the family. Just put your email address in. You can get all of the TPV Radio uh, upcoming events, shows, special guests, all that jazz at www.tpvradio.com. Com, or you can listen to us right here on Block Talk. We're going five years strong right here on blocktalkradio.com forward slash TPV radio. So either way you go, you'll still be able to listen to the program. You can also download it from Block Talk Radio as well, and you can take it with you and repeat it over and over and over again on your archives or whenever you have the chance to settle down. Because I know today most people are either getting out of church or getting in church. So we're we're about to bless the people that are coming out of church or the people that get, are still under quarantine, but we're going to bless bless you and be able to let the Holy Spirit of God reign it on today. But of course, let's have some fun a little bit before we get started. Of course, we have the Central Texas's weather forecast, and of course, family, y'all know how it is here in the CTX. It's 85 degrees right now. It's sunny, no clouds in the sky. It's a very nice day for picnic. It's still out, barbecue, relax. Of course, uh, Texas is still under partial quarantine, so please be careful and uh, please protect yourself accordingly. Don't be silly. Just saying. So, CTX high allergy is high here in Queens. Uh, allergy and pollen is very high, so if you have allergies like yourself, please make sure you take Claritin or any uh, Benadryl, whatever it is, so to keep you from sneezing and coughing and carrying on uh, with this high allergy season here in Queens. So, Brother Don, how is it in your neck of the woods? Well, I'm here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, um, it currently is 81 and it's cloudy been kind of raining on and off all day. I don't know if this is some of the residual effects for the uh, tropical storm Arthur that's out there that's going up in the Atlantic, but uh, we're just having kind of a gloomy, overcast day with a lot of clouds. Really humid. It's 81 degrees, but the real feel is like 88. So if you're on the Gulf Coast, prepare to sweat, prepare to be, uh, be, you know, hot, because this is the type of weather that we normally get, but not quite this cloudy. But uh, we're going to weather through it, and we're going to get on to tomorrow. Amen? Amen. Well, Pastor Mike, how is he in your neck of the woods? Hello. Pastor Mike, are you in the building? Yes, I'm sorry. We are doing 65. And it's cloudy and raining, and it's a soft kind of rain. So we we thank God for for it today. It is not really cold. 
Yeah, because y'all, y'all have some uh, cold weather still up there on the top of the U.S. Cold snap, hot snap, everything up there in the Mexican area. But I'm glad you guys are finally leaving out. Closer to the 60s and 70s uh, out there in the Great Lakes area. And, uh, yeah, we used to work in the 80s and it just seems a bit hotter as the move goes by here in the Central Texas and the Mississippi Gulf Coast. It's, it's, it's hot, it's bad. But, anywho, <laughs> the news we don't do here. Because of course, you got plenty of outlets you can choose from. With all of the reality show drama of our president and all this stuff going on, but we do pray for our nation and its leaders because it is our biblical mandate as believers to keep our nation lifted up in our prayers and our leaders. So please do that today and keep your families in prayer as well. So let me give a quick shout out to my family, the first lady here on radio. Uh oh. Wait, wait. There we go. I think there we go. Now I'm turned up a little bit more. Hope y'all can hear me. But yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to the first lady of radio right here, uh, Minister Smith in the building. God bless you, baby. Thank you for doing what you do here, TPV Radio, as well as TPV Ministries and TPV Enterprises. We got a lot going on, and we praise God for what He's about to do. Also to my kiddos, CJ, Tajanik, Galen, Tyreek. Ian and Tajanae, Daddy loves you all to pieces. And, of course, I can't forget my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who continues to strengthen me me day by day. And without him, I am nothing, y'all. And, of course, big up to Radio KBRG's Bridge, Bishop Willie Horn, and KAHG with Ari Howard out there in California. God bless you all. And, of course, my old alma mater, here in Harker Heights, Texas. Got to give a shout out to Kay. Uh, Kay uh, oh, man, I just got a brain fart, y'all. KRGN here in Harker Heights, Texas. God bless you also as well uh, for sticking around and having your boy come back. Uh, it was much appreciated and loved, and I look forward to coming back very, very soon. Um, and that is my shout out for today. So, gentlemen, brother Don, you have any shout outs you'd like to give before we get started today? Man, absolutely, absolutely. I always, always, always have to give a shout out to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because He makes all this possible for all of us. And truly, without Him, none of us would be anything. None of us. And I want to give a shout-out to my wonderful, amazing First Lady of, of, of my ministry, uh, Deborah, and just thank her for all that she does. And TPV Ministries for allowing me to be part of the family. I love you guys. Pastor Chris, First Lady Nisi over there in Texas, we just thank God for you. We praise God for you and the vision that you have, and we're just really excited to be part of the family in this season. And KBRG. And I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, the bridge <laughs> with Bishop Willie Horn. God bless you. And give a shout out to them guys in the group crew, uh, gentlemen. Keep doing what you do out there and sharing the word of God. Those are some faithful men of God. I tell you, they're on uh, every day, every morning. They're on. Amen. And I want to give a shout out to my children. I just thank God for them and. And I just praise God for giving them to me in this season of my life and just being able to be their dad. I'm just so excited in what God's doing. 
and raising them all up. You know, I ain't got no babies anymore. This little one will be teen this year, so thank wow. God for her. And that's uh, that's all I got right now. Yes, sir. Pastor Mike, you have any shout-outs before we get started today? Yes. I want to thank the Lord for the for what he is doing in, in the radio station, reaching out all the way to the Caribbean countries, you know, they're listening to. And I want to thank God for that. I want to thank God for my first lady, um, Pastor Aura Jean. I mean, she has really been a stronghold in my life. God has, you know, used her mightily. And I thank God for her. I thank God for the the, 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 the family radio station, the, the bishops, the pastors, and all the people that you contribute to make this happen. And I'm telling you, it, it might be raining today, but the sun is shining. And I know God, God's sun is shining upon this work, and it's going to reach many people. And I thank God for each and every one of them. I thank God for my brother-in-law, Don, Pastor Donald, and his wife. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Well, thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. And thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out with the fellas today. And of course, we lift up Pastor Jean in our prayers. Uh, She's a little under the weather today. So family, you know, let's keep Pastor Jean in your prayers uh, today uh, as she rests and she'll be back uh, full throttle on tomorrow. So don't miss her. Uh, with the ladies in the grub because they be getting it in. They make you hungry naturally, but they definitely make you hungry, hungry spiritually. Just saying. But anyway, we love you, Pastor Dean. So, family, we have another controversial topic on the table. So, family, another one. Yeah, we got another one. So, the title of today's new series. Take out, take it out of the closet, part one. Uh oh. Take it out of the closet, part one. So of course, if you had a subtitle, and I'm being funny because you know I hear a lot of pastors say that if if there was a subtitle for this sermon, it would be called "What Happened to the Power." Of the Holy Ghost. Uh oh. Yeah. So our key scripture will be Hebrews 13, 5 and 9, family. So for all you Bible scholars out there, that'll be our key scripture references. And of course, we got a whole bunch of other scriptures to give you, family. But we're going to learn about this thing called the Holy Ghost. We were taught it, we weren't given exact instructions, the details, but we aren't really using the Holy Spirit the way we should. And I'm going to get into that when we come back. So you are listening to the hottest Christian radio show in the land. It's the Psalmist Voice Reloaded. And when we come back, family, Brother John, Pastor Michael, and myself, we're going to eat. Take out, take it out of the closet, family, part One.
It's going to be good, family. So keep it right here on the Thomas Voice Radio Network and walk with us, family. Let's go. We'll be right back. And, of course, we have Rodney Douglas, which is a new artist featured today. I'll worship. Of course, we have King and Country with Kurt Franklin and Tori Kelly with Together. And the list goes on and on. Keep it locked, family. We'll be right back right after this. Don't you dare move. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. This is the sound of the voice. On my knees will I worship at your feet is where I long to be. In your presence, my spirit is renewed. In your presence, I find you. Hey, and I am with
the alcohol so lost control no one knows singing for the can't go back singing for the broken past singing for the just found out life is now upside down if you're looking for hope
and the love that they had for the people. Those are three critical areas that gave them the power. Now, why in this present age, this present day, we're not using the same Holy Spirit that Jesus used 2,000 plus years ago? That's been a question that's been stirring up in my soul, gentlemen, and maybe it's just me or here goes Psalmist again starting up a whole nother can of worms because this this clown don't know what he's talking about. Well, everything that's going to happen in this series is all scripture related and scripture based. I know I may come off a little edgy. But I know what God tells me, and I go to the scriptures to see exactly for myself, yeah, what did happen to the power of the Holy Ghost? Now, of course, Hebrews 13, 5 and 9, of course, it it says, and I'm paraphrasing, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Okay, so if that's the case, why are we still hiding behind rocks this present day? Why are we packaging certain parts of the power of the Holy Ghost and marketing them and using them for our own worldly and selfish gains. Uh-oh. I just lost 10 people just by that statement, gentlemen. But I'm just being real. We're we're using we're taking the power of the Holy Ghost and we're trying to package it and market it and sell it to people. This Holy Spirit is a free gift. It is something that you don't have to sow into. It's something that you don't have to uh, work 10, 20, 30 years in a ministry for. This is something that Jesus Christ automatically gives all of us by default. By default. You don't have to be the most seasoned pastor or seasoned minister or, or pew sitter or usher or whatever God called you to be. It's a free gift that we have. But why are we putting it on the shelf? Why are we putting it in the closet like our dry cleaning with all of our food? We hang it up and we only pull it out on special occasions. I'll wait. So this is this is my question, gentlemen, just to open this whole thing up because we're already in trouble. So here's my question, and Brother Don will go with you, and then of course we'll get Pastor Mike. In what sense is Jesus always the same? Why do we depart departmentalize Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit? Why why did we only use why are we singling out certain parts of the Holy Spirit in today? In today's season, now more than ever, we have people, we have men and men and women of God taking their own lives. We have men and women of God taking this whole uh, pandemic and trying to make a profit out of it. You know who you are. I don't need to call you out. But what I'm saying is, why are we doing things that is not of God, but then we're putting a stamp on it saying that this is a rhema word from God and you need to sow into my ministry X amount of dollars and he can give you the same anointing, the same power I have by just sowing this particular seed to my ministry. But wait a minute. I thought the Holy Spirit that we all possess is free, gentlemen. That's what I thought. And when we continue to read the passage of scripture, the family is going to realize that it's free too. And we don't have to buy in, invest in, or put stock in something that is 
that has no price tag. It doesn't have a price tag to it. So I want to go with you, Brother Don. First question of the day. In what sense is Jesus always the same in today's time? Your thoughts. Amen. Amen. Well, Jesus, the word of God tells us Jesus was the word made flesh. Amen. So in essence, we hold the word the same as it was when it was written today. So how can you divide the two? If he was the Mm -hmm. word made flesh, then he abides with us today in and through the word of God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I... You know, I know you, you uh, were controversial here, but, you know, too many people, like you said, they want to tag uh, their next movement for profit on what's happening in the earth today. And that's the issue that I have. See, and yes. if I can touch on it just for a minute, and the problem and what we're talking about, and I'm so glad that you brought this out, because the Lord has been ministering this to me for a while. I mean a while But I hadn't got a hold of it yet Enough to present it But I do know this That part of the reason We miss it all Is because we treat the Holy Spirit As an experience rather than a person Uh And that's the issue That is the issue Because if you look at John 14 and 16 Now this is Jesus talking He said, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he, that he may abide with you forever. Now, see, what's going on, Psalmist, is once you get that, then they can't sell you that experience of uh, garbage. You know, they, they can't sell you on that because you know the Holy Spirit is a person. And the only way to get an experience with him is to be in relationship with him. Just like we say we're in a relationship with Jesus Christ, we're in the same relationship with the Holy Spirit. But like you said, you know, they want to marginalize and profit what they call the experience. And then that's the the false thing that we have to destroy and, and tear down is the fact that it's not an experience. I mean, it's a person. You have the experience when you're with him, you know, and that's how they sell that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's especially in times like this when people need reassurance. They need the hope of the gospel. And then, you know, they want to sell it out as as something different and special, like they have the lock on it. And it is a gift. It is a gift to be able to receive the Holy Spirit is a gift. But, you know, you'll be surprised at how many so-called believers, Christians, have never, never even sought the Holy Spirit. They know it's out there, but they've never mm-hmm. sought it. And that is the amazing thing when he comes in and you allow him to guide your life, when you allow him to give you that counsel that you need continually, that's a beautiful thing. And and. It's part of our salvation. It's part of that fellowship. It's part of that relationship with the kingdom of heaven. Now, see, that's it, the kingdom of heaven, because, you know, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not Mm. 
calling out being a Trinitarian, but I am saying they're one and the same. And then once you're in fellowship, it's impossible to be in fellowship with Jesus and not in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. It's impossible. So that's the way Jesus is going to always be the same. That is, he's going to always be the same because see, all of it is part of the Godhead. Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So what he's given us today was the same thing that, that they had in the upper room on the day of Pentecost when they um, when they received the Holy Spirit. We have that same ability today to receive the Holy Spirit, but you're not going to receive it and if you don't approach it the right way. And then the first thing is to understand that he's a person come to commune with you. Because John fourteen sixteen clearly says it. I'm going to pray to the Father that he shall send another comforter and he may abide with you forever. So that is my take on it, why Jesus is always the same, same yesterday, today, and forever is because the word doesn't change, Jesus doesn't change, and the Holy Spirit doesn't change. Amen. 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 Pastor Mike, your thoughts. Yes. Well, you know, I wanna I wanna say this first. Um, this is a scripture, I mean, this is the the place that where God had me this morning when I woke up and I was praying and I was wondering why the Lord was giving it to me. And mm-hmm. I could see now that how important it is to to have an understanding in what you are trying to 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 reach out, you know, to the people. You know, yeah. this is like it is so timely because this is what's going to really change our conception about Christianity and about the faith. And one of the things that I saw here that you have on, on Hebrews. In Hebrews 1 and 8, where it said, it, it, it talks about how the Holy Spirit will be a, a, a witness. Mm-hmm. And long ago, back then in the, in the days of the apostles, when they invited people to church and uh, invited different ones to come in, that was the main reason for inviting them to church. Because when they come in there, and the word of God preach, you know, like the word said that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, that he changes right. not. I mean, you could feel that thing. It, you could feel that thing is so real. That word is so real. It, it moves you in, in the inside. And that's mm-hmm. the purpose that the, the, in the book of Acts, they invited the people to, to, to receive the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit now it was going to be a witness to the world. If you don't have the Holy Spirit back then, you wasn't considered a Christian. You know, you were like a, a regular church member, but that was the witness that said that you were with Jesus. If you didn't have the Holy Spirit, you know, the Christian back then didn't acknowledge that you was with Jesus. That's how That's right. important that Holy Spirit was. Mm-hmm. Back then, in, in those days, you 
because the Holy Spirit was the one that was going to open up the word of God to you and begin to show you the things that was hidden, the mystery thing that is hidden in the Bible, because he is the one that wrote the Bible. He was the author, and he is the finisher. So it was Jesus prayed and asked the Father. He prayed and he asked the Father. He said, Father, he asked, he said, you know, and he told the disciples that it is expediently that he must go. And if he don't go, the, you know, that the Holy Spirit wouldn't come. You know, so the Holy Spirit came to, to, to take the believers to the to the another level, like Jesus said. He said, John baptized you with water, but there is one that who cometh, that who will baptize you with fire, with the Holy Spirit. You see? So that is so important. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are not considered to be a Christian back then in those days. Mm-hmm. You know, because you had to have the witness and you had to have the manifestation that Jesus was with you. Exactly. Exactly. And and this this is why this this particular subject is very, very vital for all of us. I mean, it shook me to my core. And me trying to even expound on it even right now. God is dealing with me because I want to make sure that we understand this because we've lost that. We don't have that, that identity anymore, gentlemen. We, we've lost that. We, our identity is based off of outward things, not internal. Yeah. Our identity is, is based off of what we got, how many buildings we, we built, how much we sold. Mm. We work in the church. All of it is superficial works. The Holy Spirit is something that comes from the inside out. You can't teach the Holy Spirit. You can't tame the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is in the class all by himself. And if you allow your flesh to step aside, just like every time... All of us get on this on, on this platform. One thing that I ask everyone that's on this network, die to you. Why? Because you never know who you're going to minister to, and the Holy Spirit will quicken you and allow you to go into that direction. Yes, it's great to prepare. Yes, it's great for us to make sure we have uh, a great word for the family to hear and to understand the basics of who they are and to build from basics because we got so far past Bible basics that we're, we're, most of us are still infants. What are you talking about, Thomas? I've been a Christian for 20 years. Well, you can still be an infant because if you didn't, if you didn't go through basic training, we can even put it in a military perspective. If you didn't go to basic training, and you go to your MOS, and you and you go for your job, you get deployed to a station, then you get called in to go to war, but you have no basic training, you have a problem. Because you're going to go right into the fire and get burned. Because you have no training. You're not going to be able to fall in line if you're under combat. You're not going to be able to do certain protocols and procedures that you were taught in basic training and in, and, and in MEPS and all this stuff. See, 
This thing is bigger than our brain. The Holy Spirit is bigger than our finite mind. We have to understand that we have something that's powerful, that can move anything. You don't need to have a cantaloupe-sized faith to move anything. It only requires us to have faith of a mustard seed. And I see you guys calling in. We're going to open up the lines in probably the next 20 minutes. So if you can hold tight for a minute, we will definitely tap you in. We appreciate you. In the sense of what Jesus is always the same, does it mean that Jesus can't respond with joy over our situation one day and grieve over it the next day? Would that contradict the statement that Jesus is the same yesterday and today? Well, a good way to answer this question is to notice the one other place in the book of Hebrews where Jesus Christ is said to be the same. Both chapter 1, verse 12, and chapter 13, verse 8, in relation to something that changes. Consider, of course, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8. But of the Son Christ, he, God, says, Your throne, O God, which is equal Christ, is forever and ever. And you, Lord Christ, in the beginning, Lay the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain, and they all will become old like a garment, and like a mantle, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will also be changed. Uh-oh. But you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. So, that tells us right there, in Hebrews chapter 1, you can actually read the whole chapter if you don't believe me, family. What that tells us is that the only thing that changes is us, gentlemen. We're the ones who make the changes. We're the ones who are to be big G's. We will never be big G's. I don't care how much education we have from the greatest theological schools in the world. We will never be big G's. We will never understand this Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is always changing as far as what it is. The power of Jesus Christ stays the same. Now, the power of the Holy Ghost changes because of the individual. What are you talking about? Well, if you're not growing in it, if you're not developing a relationship in it, for example, if you are called to heal people for real, for real, you'll see changes in your outward man and your inward man. The Holy Spirit will empower your flesh to be able to to speak against that uh, infirmity. That's the change and the shift that happens as a person, the outside. Of course, it doesn't change. Jesus Christ doesn't change. The Holy Spirit doesn't change. But we change. How can we change if we're still in the way, gentlemen? We're not. 
So this is why we're hanging up our Holy Spirit and putting it in the closet with the rest of our dry cleaning because we want to make the conditions. We want to make the shift. We want to make the move. We want to be the centerpiece of the revival. We want to do all these things that we're not even qualified for. The Holy Spirit is the one that opens up doors. The Holy Spirit is the one that breaks the yoke, not you. You're the vessel. And once we get out of the way, we will see the power of the Holy Ghost. Well, that's easy for you to say. We're living in a different time now. You're absolutely correct. But if you truly have the Holy Spirit, like Pastor Mike just said, you identified who was anointed or not just based off of what came out of their mouth. Now, you can identify what comes out of a person's mouth because that's where their heart is. We see it every day on Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and Periscope and all this stuff. We see the heart of many men and women of God, not all, but some. Everybody is so driven to try to be the next big thing or the next celebrity that people are dying. People's souls are dying. Why? Because if we're supposed to be men and women of God, our job is to build the saints. Just like Jesus put in work with the disciples, he never left them. He never told them, oh, y'all on your own. He tested them, but if they fell in the test, he was right there for them. We ain't doing that, man. We want to be solo dolo, and we want to do all these things and say that this is the rhema word from God, but yet people are still hurting. They don't even know how to tap into the Holy Spirit. Well, by the time we finish this series, you're going to understand exactly how to use this Holy Ghost how to work it in your life, and how to let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you in everything in the life that you live. I'm a living witness. Once I got Chris out of the way, got my ego in check, the Holy Spirit is doing things that I'm not qualified to do. This radio station This ministry, I am not qualified to do it, but through the power of the Holy Ghost, and if I continue to die to Christ and marry the Spirit of God, things are going to happen that I can't even control. That's what we're supposed to do as men and women of God. We don't need to be in control of everything, but that's the problem, fellas. We want to be in control of everything because we the man of the house. Oh, we're the men of God. We're the shepherds of the house. So we have to control everything. Since when? If you die to yourself, God loves a humble person. And this is where we lack too. This is why we're not seeing the true essence of the power of the Holy Ghost. Because we got too much pride. We're too arrogant. We want to build our own kingdom here on earth, and people are dying. We don't want to be available for folks. We don't want to love nobody no more. We just want to do us, build our kingdom, and let everybody else suffer, and then give them some money market scheme, give them a little bit of hope, dangle a carrot, and hopefully they'll continue to sow into our ministry by tickling their ears and tickling their flesh, by having nice rock concerts and nice plush seats, 
air-conditioned facilities. You can you might as well just serve popcorn. I'm just saying. You know what? We're not being convicted anymore, gentlemen. When we come to church, we're supposed to be getting convicted. This word right now is convicting me, and it's hard to even preach it. But I'm telling you, by the time we're done, all of us is going to have a shift in the Holy Ghost. We're going to understand what this Holy Ghost mm-hmm. is truly about. It's Hallelujah. not about getting stuck. It's about edifying your soul, building someone else's soul, so we can meet our King in heaven. We're supposed to be building disciples, but we're building buildings. We're supposed to be building warriors, but we're building uh, 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 partners in, in ministry. We're building corporations inside of churches. So no one's equipped, gentlemen, to tackle these things like COVID-19 and SARS and AIDS and all this stuff that's in this world right now. That's why it's so rampant. That's why even the people of God are fearful because we forgot how to use what God gave us 2,000 years ago. Man, you know what? I'm going a, I'm to a shut it down uh, right for real quick. Brother Don, you, you, your thoughts on this, and we're going to go into the next, uh, next topic. Your thoughts. Amen. Amen. And, and you know that... Man, you hit on so many good points there. You're right. It's times like these that we should be standing up as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, and doing something. But it's this simple here, and the Lord was ministering this to me earlier today. Whether, you know, if I go over the loaves, whether it's a refrigerator or washer and dryer or, you know, something, they got them so fancy now that. You know, you can watch TV from the refrigerator. TV's in the refrigerator. You know, you can get ice, juice. I mean, it tells you the temperature. It tells you when you're low on milk or eggs. Or a washer that's supposed to be a smart washer that tells you, you know, that uh, you only need certain amount of water for certain types of clothes or this. No matter what it is, it needs the same power once you plug it in the wall, as my $5 lamp does. The thing about it, family, is we have not been plugged in. That's where the power comes. Because Jesus said, look, these things that I do, and we know what Jesus done while he was here on earth. He said, you shall do these things also and greater. Well, I don't even see the things that Jesus done less than, and, 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 you know, the and greater. I've never seen that either because we've got to learn to get plugged in to that power source, which is the Holy Spirit. That's our power source. That's our power source. And until we get the concept, like you said, rather than uh, build buildings but build people, We'll never be able to get plugged in because it's all going to be around self. Exactly. And, uh, and, and, and that's the thing that, that God will not allow anything to happen if you have pride present in your life. You can give it up. You can forget it. Mm-hmm. And until we folks get teachings like this today to understand this concept, to understand 
what the word of God says, we'll never be able to have that power from on high. Never. Never be able to get plugged into the Holy Spirit. Never. And the sad thing about it, family, is he's looking. He's looking. He's Mm -hmm. searching for those that will call on him and plug in that they can do these things. You know, but we treat it sometimes, Pastor Chris, sometimes we treat the Holy Spirit as an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Once we got yeah. our little bit of word in, once we got a little bit of our worship in, man, we ain't worried about no Holy Spirit after that. I'm just being real. We 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 just got what we thought we need for that day, and then we ready to go home and, and get something to eat and watch TV and sit down and relax. But we're missing out on a critical, critical aspect of our walk, and that is the ministry of the Holy Spirit and what you're talking about today. You know, and, and you know, when I was, I was just thinking about I've been reading up on the Holy Spirit in Acts 2 when the Apostle Paul uh, was in walking, going through Ephesus, and he told them, um, have, you, have you received the Holy Spirit since ye believed? Mm-hmm. And the folks said, we ain't even heard about this Holy Spirit. And my mm-hmm. point to this is we need more ministers, more leaders out there teaching, preaching, the ministry and the counsel of the Holy Spirit. Rather than telling the folks how they're going to be blessed and where their blessings lie, let's teach them about how to get plugged in. Let, let, let's create an army. And I love the way you, in the beginning of the show, you talked about uh, uh, boot camp and, and some of the things you do at boot camp. Now imagine this. Here you are in the army. They're teaching you to be a, sh- a soldier. But they never teach you how to fire a weapon. What good are you? What good are you? What Really, what good are you? They never teach you about firing a weapon. They never teach you about the things necessary for you to get on that battlefield and fight and win. So you're right. We got to stand up. We got to get it together. You know, and this is convicting me as well um, in, in terms of the message and the, and the the content of the message. So, but that's it. That's it. That that's it in a nutshell. We have got to start showing people how to get plugged in. Amen. 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 That's Mike. Your thoughts? Yes. You know, this is so refreshing to just listen to to the ministers of God. You know, minister. And being a being an older pastor, just to see the insight that the the you know the insight that what God gives you all, it really you know it it really do something to me. It really it really challenged me. You know, it it really bring me in a place that, as um, Brother Dunn was saying, you know, we 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 need more people to teach on this. And more leaders to to bring more light in this because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you really can't teach about it. Okay. You can't teach about something that you don't have. Okay. And one thing about the Holy Spirit, you can't imitate it. Yeah. You could shout, you could hollow, you could jump, and but if you don't have it, you don't have a witness. 
And you see, the Spirit of God was given unto us because Jesus prayed. You know, he prayed, and, and he prayed that he asked the Father that for us to be filled with the Spirit of God. And that's something that we had to be continuously do. We don't just get filled one time. You know, it's just like a buffet. You know, when you go for your first rounds, you don't get filled the first time you eat. You know, the second time, maybe the third time. You mm-hmm. see, so we have to keep coming to the Father. We have to keep coming to the Holy Spirit to be filled. You know, there's a scripture in um, Acts chapter 1 in verse 8 said, But you shall receive power, and that power means ability. Like Pastor Chris was saying, he didn't have the ability to do the things that he's doing. He know personally is the Holy Spirit that is empowering him to do the things that what he's doing. It was the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit that opened the doors for him to give him favor with the bishop and give him favor with the people of God. That was the Holy Spirit in this place. And, mm-hmm. that's, and, and this is what it said in this verse. It said, uh, and when the, when the Holy Spirit comes, you shall receive power, meaning ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witness in Jerusalem and in Judea, in Samaria, and to the end and the very boundaries of the earth. Mm-hmm. To the ends of the earth, you're going to be a witness. And that's what Jesus meant. That Jesus meant that he was going to put his spirit inside of you. So people would said one of these things that I cannot deny with this radio program, I cannot deny that the Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit is a witness. You know, it bear witness with my spirit that God, Holy Spirit, is here energizing and opening the eyes of the people, especially, you know, people that who have been saved a long time and, and, and got away from, from speaking in towns and got away from, come, you know, waiting on the Lord for renewal, for new strength, for new revelation. You know, it's a newness. Every time you go to the Holy Spirit, he gives you something new that you didn't yeah. have before. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And just to get a little deeper, because gentlemen, we ain't even scratched the surface yet, but I just wanted to bring this point out. Uh, we're still in the book of Hebrews, and his sameness is the sameness of God. What? What are you talking about? Well, let me explain it. The most significant thing to notice in these verses, family, is that the writer to the Hebrews clearly calls the Son of God, God. God says to his Son, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. That's in verse 8. Therefore, the writer ascribes to him to work of creating the universe. The heavens are the work of your hand, verse 10. And then he draws out the implication in verse 12, the creation, which means to stable 
and permanent and changeless will, in fact, be changed like a garment, but you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. So the sameness of Christ is the sameness that comes from being the eternal God. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, one and the same, but activated three different parts, but they're the same. Let me continue. As Hebrew, in Hebrews, Jesus in verse chapter one, chapter one, verse three says, He is the radiance of his God's glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. So his sameness is the sameness of God. We're talking about Jesus. His unchangingness is the unchangingness of God. We're talking about Jesus, the Holy Spirit. The visible universe with all its laws and scientists bank on so heavily to be unchanging is like a shirt compared to God. It was put on at creation, and it will be taken off when God is through with it. So, what the world regards as the baseline of stability is not. God is, and Jesus Christ is God, one in the same. What does this, what does this imply? About Jesus Christ's sameness Well I'm glad you asked This raises a crucial question About the changelessness of God Or what we call the doctrine of God's immobility We base this doctrine on text Like Malachi 3 and 6 For I the Lord do not change Therefore you, O son of Jacob, are not consumed, and texts like 1 Samuel 15, 29 reads, Also the glory of Israel will not lie or change his mind, for he is not a man that he should change his mind. But aren't there texts that say God changes his mind? Absolutely there is. In fact, one of them is right here in the same chapter of 1 Samuel 15, which is why this text about God's changelessness is so crucial. The Hebrew word for change, his mind, in 1 Samuel 15, 29, is the same as the word used in verse 11 and verse 35 for regret. Or repent In verse 11 God says I regret Or I repent Or change my mind That I have made Saul king And in verse 35 God says And the Lord regretted Or repented Or changed his mind That he had made King Saul Over Israel so in verse 11 and 35, it says God changed his mind about Saul. 
And in verse 29, it says, God will not lie or change his mind, for he is not a man that he should change his mind or he should lie. What are we to make of this? This is my suggestion, family. When the writer says that God repented or regretted or changed his mind about making Saul king, he realized that he said something very, uh, very misunderstanding. So he adds in verse 29 to limit and clarify what he said. How does he do that? How does it with what how does he change his words? For he is not a man that he should change his mind or repent or regret. So that's the key word right there. He's not a man. But we categorize everything on flesh. So in other words, God changes are not like ours or man changes. God's change God changes for God is from one situation to the other, but not the kind of changes a human mind would do. God is not man to change like man changes. So I'm saying, let, let me finish and then I'm, I'm going to make this point real quick and I'll bring our call on. A man can look with joy on a person and on a situation one day and look with disapproval on that person and the new situation the next day. We're fickle human beings. So can God. He rejoices over a person's behavior one day and may grieve over it the next day. So his mind changes. So what's the difference? Man brings to every situation limitations that God does not bring. The most relevant one is that God, that man brings infiniteness and lack of knowledge. God doesn't change his mind like we do. The difference is that God is not ignorant of the behavior that you or I will do tomorrow. He knows what it will be, and he knows how we will respond. And he knows that his response to our future behavior will be different from his response to your present behavior. And so his change of mind is not based on ignorance. It is foreknown and planned unlike us, man. So two things emerge that are very critical for us to understand how Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Number one is that God responds to different situations and behaviors in different ways. He rejoices over some behaviors and disappoints of others. He severely chastens some behaviors, and merciful mercy passes over others. God is not a flat personality with only one emotion or no emotion. He responds, and he responds differently 
to different behaviors in people. That's the first thing we see from 1 Samuel chapter 15. If you don't believe me, please read the book. The other is that God's responses are not like ours. They are never based on ignorance of what you or I will do. He foresees our changes and knows the perfect response to change and plans to respond according to his own perfect wisdom and righteousness and goodness and power to maintain his plan and purpose in the world. This is not the way we respond as human beings. God is not a man that he should lie or change his mind. 1 Samuel 15, 29. In other words, God's variations as we experience them are part of a unified and unchanging plan to accomplish his great purposes in the world. What distinguishes God from man is that man often changes his mind because he can't foresee all that is coming. But God, on the other hand, always foresees what's coming and changes his mind only in response to that foreseen situation. So there is a kind of changelessness in God that is not in man. So I'm going to keep it right there. Gentlemen, I'm quite sure you have something to say. Brother Don, before we, before we let the call in, Brother Don, Pastor uh, Mike, one of you can go first. Do you have a response to this particular passage right here? God doesn't change his mind like we do. And this is why we lack the power of the Holy Ghost because of this. But your thoughts, Brother Don, then we'll go to Pastor Mike, and then we'll bring the caller in. Amen, amen. You know, mm, there's a lot of ways we could go with this, but what's in my heart right now is, and, and a lot of times in what you've been talking about, you know, and the way we look at it, God doesn't change his mind as we change our mind, as we as humans change our mind. Because, see, most of our decisions and our reactions based on information that we're given or we obtain, God being omnipotent, you know, he's all-knowing. So, and and when you were saying that, and and it took me to, uh, I think it's uh, it's in First Kings when God told Isaiah to go to uh, King Hezekiah and tell him to get his house in order for his days will not be long. And when Isaiah went to Hezekiah and gave him the word of the Lord. And Isaiah left, and, in the, and the scripture tells us Hezekiah turned towards the wall and wept sorely. And before Isaiah got off the porch, the prophet Isaiah got off the porch, God came and gave him a word. He said, go back to Hezekiah and tell him I'm going to redeem him 13 more years. So my point is this, is we have to understand that based on how we react in certain situations, it isn't that God changes his mind. It's how we react to it. You know, God allows us sometimes to go through things. Yeah. But how we react in those things, 
It depends on where we're going to be at and how long we stay there. You know, there's there's so much that we can learn from our experiences that we've been through. If we just stop and take a moment and let the Holy Spirit run us back through it, there's so much that we can learn from that. And, you know, this is, Thomas, you, you, you hit a home run with this one this time, and I'm really excited to be here because, you know, we people don't talk about the Holy Spirit and how it relates to our relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, how it relates to our faith walk each and every day. So I'm going to back up a little bit and let my brother-in-law get on, and, and I want to hear what he's got to say about it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Pastor Mike. I would... um. I would pass on this one and let the caller come in. Okay. Because I'm, no I'm still chewing on what Brother Dunn's saying. <laughs> okay. okay. All right, callers. Uh, for security purposes, we will only leave the last four digits of your phone number. So 9043, 9043, you are on the air with the Psalmist voice, Brother Don and Pastor Michael. God bless you. Good afternoon. Uh, this is Lorraine, South Carolina. Um, you hey. Guys are talking about, hey. <laughs> you guys are talking about uh, the Holy Spirit and allowing him to lead God and direct our lives. Uh, there is no failure in the things that he does in our life. Uh, he has the blueprint for our lives, and uh, it's not a matter of, of, of God changing his mind because, as um, the brothers forestated, uh, God doesn't have to change his mind because he doesn't operate in the realm like we do. We we change our minds. We lie. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not a man that he has to change his, his mind about anything because when God speaks a thing, the moment he speaks it, it becomes truth. That's right. So if he said, let there be, it be. So when anytime you have that type of power, you don't have to lie because if, if, if it starts off, in our, in our minds as a man or a woman, that it's a lie. Once God speaks that thing, it's, it's going to come to pass. So how can we get a lie out of that? We, we can never get a lie out of God because whatever he speaks is truth. And we can have right. things on earth that are facts. It could be a fact that a man has cancer. It could be a fact to a, to a doctor that that man would not live, but he shall die. But if God speaks it, that he shall live and not die to declare the works and the wonders of God, the moment God speaks healing on that man's body, that doctor's facts become a lie. That's right. So that's what we understand. We understand facts. We understand information. We understand the things that are written down. But it doesn't matter what's written down on a man's tablet. What matters is the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Because those words are the words that shall impact our lives. Those are the words that shall change our lives forevermore. Amen. So those are the things that we should pay attention to. So when we go to a doctor and a doctor says, I can't do you any good. When we go in the courtroom and the lawyer says, I've lost this case. Don't lose hope. Don't lose mm-hmm. your faith in God. Because that's just another man saying what he knows. And what he knows is all he's ever learned. But what he's learned is not all there is to know. There is more to know. And that's why God imparted the Holy Ghost to the believer. So that we can know all things concerning life. He said, I gave you everything. He said, I've already given you everything you need for spiritual living. 
He's already given us everything to be successful in life. Once we stay focused and in tune to God, there is no failure in us. Our steps are ordered. Mm-hmm. And so what, if we turn aside to hear what man has to say with his facts, we'll miss God because the That's truth right. supersedes facts. Just like love supersedes hate. I don't care how much a person hates you. I don't care how many people hate you. If love comes on the scene, it covers that. That's right. Love has power. So we have to believe the things of God today. Thank you for uh, inviting me in. I just got on here to hear, but thank you for inviting me in. God bless you. Lorraine (laughs) signing off from South Carolina. All right. God bless you. Thanks for calling in, sis. And uh, I'll put you back on mute. God bless you. Wow. See, this this is this is what I'm saying. This is this is big. This whole thing is bigger than us, and we have to understand that God already knows the plan that He has for us. He already knows it, and I am so I know for a fact. Hope the Holy Spirit is real because I mean I can go another two hours just based on how God saved me from the brink of death. Because of my ignorance for wanting to do things Chris's way, and then when when the accident happened, that was nothing but God that delivered me because I should have been gone. So this is what I'm saying. Sometimes it sometimes it takes an encounter like that for some of us, especially us hard hard headed men. And I'm gonna keep it real. A lot of us are very hard headed and stubborn. And sometimes God has to take our very foundation for us to get it. I don't want to be. I don't want to be in that in in that category no more. God proved Himself more times than He can count in my life when I was laying in that hospital bed to current day. I know He's there, and I know I can't do nothing without Him. Nothing. So. I'm not sitting here just talking a whole bunch of stuff, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. Through the guidance of the Holy Ghost, he keeps my emotions in check. Sometimes I want to go ham and cheese on certain subjects. But this particular subject, we have, I have to go slow and have to make sure that we get it because God already knows. All we have to do is be available and work too busy to be available because we think we're doing something that is going to either get God's attention. God already knew what you were going to do before you even woke up. He already knew what decision you were going to make before you even made it. So it's just being aware of the relationship you have with Jesus Christ. We have to be aware of where we are in our relationship. We know, we know how our relationship is with our kiddos our grandkids, our bosses at our jobs. We know all that, our wives. We know all that, but we don't even know our relationship status with Christ. Uh Uh-oh. We know our relationship status based off of what we see, and that's how we gauge it. Oh, that man or woman of God is blessed and highly favored because look at what they got. No, that's the problem. It comes from the inside. Pastor Mike brought that out in the beginning of the broadcast. It's from the inside that identified who the disciples were. The Holy Spirit was identified on the inside 
of the disciple. That's how they were identified as, as believers and disciples of Jesus Christ. We're not even being, we're not even blips on the radar, gentlemen. We're not even blips on the radar. Why? Because we're following suit with what everybody else is doing. We got prayers out of school now. We got uh, testimony service out of churches now. Now we got more concerts than praise than praise and worship. Now we got high high powered corporate preachers. Oops, sorry. We got high powered uh, men of God with with twenty eight degrees but no power. They could preach the house down, but nobody's being delivered. No one's being set free. The service doesn't stop. To allow the move of God to flow, we got to control it because we got eight minutes before we go uh, on national TV, or we got another 17 minutes of praise and worship so we can spend another five and a half to six minutes talking about Malachi 3. This is what we're doing today. There's no move of the Holy Ghost whatsoever, and I'm not saying all ministry, I'm saying some. We don't allow the power of the Holy Ghost to renew our mind, renew our heart, to heal our bodies, to give us refocus, to give us revitalization of going through the stuff we go through in this world. We rather get the goosebumps. We rather have the cars and the homes and all this stuff instead of being renewed daily by the power of the Holy Ghost and walking in the same power Jesus Christ walked when he walked this earth. We all have the ability to tap into the same vein, but again, we put our egos, we put what we know in front of God. And it's sometimes it takes some of us to be slapped literally on our back for us to make a move and to make a change in our lives. So go ahead, Pastor Mike, we're going to take a commercial break real quick. Pastor Mike, are you there? I'm, I'm here. I get so caught up in that. I was, I was thinking about um, about the the people who have the the ministers that who really have the Holy Spirit, and they are the ones that you know that doesn't get the record, you know, be recognized in the in the body of Christ, like 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 you just said, the 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 superstar. Um, pastors and evangelists and and but the ones that do have the Holy Spirit, the reason why the you know they try to keep them down is because they expose the enemy. You see, the mm-hmm. Bible said it is the Spirit of God that searches the deep things of God, which we doesn't understand. He said because the the, the carnal mind doesn't understand what in the mind of God, but it's only yes, the sir. spirit of God search the heights and the depth and the width of God and know the secret things of God. So the spirit of God is constantly searching. It's constantly moving. It's constantly analyzing. The spirit of God never stops working. And you can tell that when have people have, when, when somebody have the spirit of God, and, and they begin to open their mouth and they begin to speak. They speak as the Spirit gives them utterance. And when they speak, their words become alive. It's not the word of a man, but it is the word of God. And the word become mm-hmm. active. And the word begin to, to take 
form. It began to come to pass. It began to take shape. It began to analyze. And people began to to get an understanding that they didn't have before, an insight that they didn't have, because the Spirit of God is the one that brings illumination. He's the one that brings understanding. And he's the one that brings deliverance. Because some of us are deaf, blind, and dumb. Spiritually, mm-hmm. we cannot hear. And spiritually, we cannot see. And spiritually, we cannot speak. So when, when, when the, the people were talking in the Bible and they bought somebody that, who was deaf and dumb and couldn't speak, that was a, a symbol of somebody that who are in the spirit, that who locked up in the spirit, mm-hmm. that who don't mm-hmm. have the spirit of God. So when you don't have the spirit of God in you, you're deaf, dumb, and blind. And okay. I hate to put it out that way, but that's the truth in the spirit because the spirit of, the, of God is the only one that, that brings the, the illumination and brings the, the deliverance to the people because the spirit of God is an action. You know, it wants to do something. It don't just want to talk about it. It wants to begin to, to bring deliverance because that's the ministry of Jesus. And it's right there in Isaiah, you know, where, where it said that God had anointed me to bring deliverance. You know, Jesus, God had anointed Jesus. And that's where the anointing that we have to get, to get the Holy Spirit. Because, because Jesus is the only one that who is able to give us the Spirit of God. He has to anoint us, you know, so that we could speak in new towns and we could do the things that what Jesus do. Because actually Jesus flowing through us as a witness that he is alive in us. And we are touching the world with Jesus, not us. We are just vessels. That's all we are, vessels fit for the master use, for the Holy Spirit to flow through us, to bind up the works of Satan, to open up the eyes of the saints. And they're going to begin to see and not be deceived by all the glamour and all the glitter. Amen. Amen. Well, this was a lot to chew on. And like I said, I'm going very, very slow with this series because I really don't want anyone to miss this. And we're going to take our time with this. And we're almost just about out of time, gentlemen, already. Yeah, already. So what we're going to do, take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to put the icing on the cake for part one of this series. But family, y'all don't want to miss this series. It has blessed me uh, tremendously, and I have to reciprocate how it blessed my life. And I need to make sure that we all understand that we have the ability to have the same power Jesus Christ had 2,000 years ago. But we got to get out the way. So you are listening to the hottest Christian radio show in the land. It's the Summer Space Reloaded. And when we come back, Brother Don, Pastor Mike, and myself is going to close out part one of this series. So don't you dare move a muscle. We'll be Right back. 
Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will forgive their sins and heal their land for their young sister in South Africa, for their young brother in Nigeria, for my brothers and sisters in New York City. God is still in the healing business. Let's come together. It is, it, is, it is now time to get your spiritual fix and uplifting word with yours truly, the psalmist voice. Uh, this is the hottest Christian radio show on the planet. Are you ready, ready, ready to walk? Let's go. go! We are back on the Reloaded Broadcast Live on the Thomas Voice Radio Network 24-7. Just download Live 365. Type in the Thomas Voice Radio Network on all your mobile devices, and you are in there. We're also broadcasting here on blocktalkradio.com for five years strong, www.blocktalkradio.com forward slash TPV radio, and also we're broadcasting from the website, www.tpvradionetwork.com. So, family, we started part one of Take Take it out of the closet. And what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the power of the Holy Ghost. And we're talking, we began with how Jesus is always the same. The Holy Spirit has always been the same. And God has always been the same. The only thing that changed is us. The only thing that has shifted is us. God already knew the plans that he had for us before we were even born, when we were in our mother's womb. We're making the choices to keep the Holy Spirit in the closet. We're making the choices to to allow the powers of darkness reign because we want to try to be big G's. And we will never be. We're not even on the same level as God. But yet we still try to, and this is a human era dating all the way back from Genesis to now. We want to try to achieve things that God can do so easily. God is not a man. And this is the problem. We want to compare uh, God to a something or a, a, a entity or a it. Just like all of the religions we have, most of these religions are based on a man, and most of these men are all in their graves. So then the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is risen. It is scientifically proven that he's not in the grave. So how much more proof do we need, family? I mean, I, I, I really don't understand it. So what we're gonna what we're doing in this series is, is unlocking something that's already been here. And of course, we're going to talk about it here at TPV Radio because we're not ashamed of the gospel. We understand the power of the Holy Ghost and what it can do because I am underqualified to be a man of God. But with the power of the Holy Ghost, I'm very qualified to make sure the people of God get what they need. So so I'm going to go ahead and, and read the, um, my, my icing on the cake for part one. And it goes a little something like this. So it's not just that God is changelessly loving and righteous and wise and powerful in all circumstances, but also that he knows perfectly how that I, how that, how to love 
and righteousness and wisdom and power will respond in every situation of our life because he foreknows the circumstances. What makes God God and not man is that he does not change, he doesn't change his mind because of unforeseen circumstances. So why do we stress about this? Because when Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and says it in view of calling Christ God in Hebrews 1 and 8, I want us to feel the full weight of this blessing in our lives. The verse is meant to be a powerful incentive to live a certain way at the end of the 20th century and every other time. And I want to have all the power I should have. I want to have that and I want you to have it, family. So to, in sum, the first question we all need to ask ourselves, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Does it mean that Christ can't respond differently from day to day? Rejoicing with you or over you one day and grieving with you and over you another day. Hebrews 4 and 15 calls him a sympathizing high priest. He can and does respond differently to our different circumstances. But now we see that not only are those responses rooted in a consistent character of love and wisdom and righteousness and power, but also in a perfect knowledge and plan so that he never changes his mind because of unforeseen circumstances. He is the same in his perfect foreknowledge and his perfect plan and this perfect execution of that plan in all details of our life to bring about his glorious goal for all of his children. And that was the TPD layer on the cake for today's hot topic. Take it out of the closet part one. So, Pastor Mike, you have the floor. Well, I want to say is that I know that the Spirit of God is pleased with this session. And I can see why you want to take it slow. Because yeah. this subject is not like any other subject or any other topic that you had before. Because you got to understand that the Holy Spirit is something that wasn't given unto man for thousands and thousands of years, we had the Ark of the Covenant. And when Jesus prayed and asked the Father to send the, the Holy Spirit, it, it was just like how God had given his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to the world. So when he had prayed, he was praying for the Ark of the Covenant. He was making a new covenant. That's the seal. The Holy Spirit is the seal of the covenant. It seals you. The Bible said that we are sealed unto the day 
of redemption. So if you don't have the Spirit of God with you, the Holy Spirit, it means to say that you don't really have the protection of God. You may have God mercy, but you need you need the protection, you need the seal of approval that you are ready to be a soldier. Like you did mention the boot camp. And you see this gonna this subject is going to bring a lot of light and it's going to bring a lot of people out of darkness and out of that mental ascent and whatever deception that religion, you know, put out there to see, you know, if you have the Holy Spirit or not. Because I remember in the book of Acts with 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 um where the where they was casting out um Paul had cast out the evil spirit and somebody wanted I think it was um Simon he wanted to to buy the gifts of God and that's something that you can't buy. You can't buy the Holy Spirit. You don't have enough money. Money there's some things that money cannot buy. And that's one thing that money cannot buy is the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit comes from God. That's right. Well, I Amen. praise God for all of you that have listened to the broadcast for part one of this series. Please tell your friends, tell your family, tell your cousin Pookie, your uncle Jojo, that this series is going to change your life. Because it's changing my life and as it was coming forth, I was being convicted and healed all in the same motion because that's what God does. He's a fine surgeon. He's able to cut out all of the, the infection that is in our life through religion, through the practices of the religion of knowing who Christ is. I've been churched, yes. I've, I've been faithful in church, yes. I've served in church, yes. I was a praise and worship leader in church, yes, but I didn't understand who he truly was until I wanted a true relationship with God. And for me, in my experience, I had to be separated in order for me to understand who he was in my life. And he used my situation of my accident and things like that for me to understand who he was. Because I didn't know, I didn't really know Jesus Christ intimately until now. And I'm 43. So come on. So you're never too old. You're never too young. All you have to have is a desire to want more. Just like we want more to achieve things in life, we want to want, we should be able to want more to achieve things in the spirit because I guarantee you. The Holy Spirit has power to move everything in this world, computers, banks, everything. He has the power. And if you walk by faith and not by what it looks like, oh, well, my credit jacked up, got the T-shirt in the hat. But guess what? God, God did it. God hit a button or the person pressed the wrong button, whatever it is. And things started happening. This is what God's going to do in this season. We have to understand, family, it's not so much about having the most perfect credit score. It's not all about that. God wants to do raise up people that will not be ashamed of telling it like it is. 
And I think God sometimes is lonely, Pastor Mike. Sometimes I feel like I'm all by myself because I, it's like, am I the only one that's seen this? No, I'm not. I'm quite sure there's plenty of other men and women of God out there that sees the exact same thing, that's feeling the exact same, same thing in the spirit that I am. But some of them have, have put up. Uh, are forced to be quiet because of the ministries that they're under or the type of responsibility that they have in their certain ministries, and they can't say anything. But family, we are at a time that Jesus wants us to do what he called us to do. He gave us a great commission for a reason, not for us to just play Kitty Pat Baker's man with each other and place hopscotch and jump rope and all this other stuff and have chicken dinners and, and, and eat out and buffets and all this other stuff. He didn't call us for that. He called us to fellowship together, iron sharpen iron, build each other up, hold each other accountable so we can all go out here and be strengthened. Yes, it can take a toll on you if you're trying to do it solo dolo. You need men and women of God that's going to hold you up, that can know the deepest parts of, of who you are and not judge you and pray for, for you every day, day in and day out, like we do here. We pray for each other here. We're not just sitting here giving you a whole bunch of stuff to tickle your ears. All of us are under attack because we're speaking a word that's not conventional. We're speaking a word that's not going to be tickling your flesh. And, and and give you, oh, I feel good. And then after you leave church, you you at home and you playing, you know, you you watching football or you know, I know football season not on or watching basketball, or whatever, but you know, everything, everything what I'm trying to say is this, family. We have the time now to invest in Christ. We need to utilize it. Period. And we need to understand that we have more power than we were taught. Read the word for yourself. Read Hebrews for yourself. Read it. Read Acts for yourself. Read it. Understand that we have this power. We inherited it when Jesus was ascended in heaven. He gave us this gift. We have the power, so let us use it. Take your Holy Spirit out the closet, dust it off, put it back on, and utilize what God called you in this life. And I'm done. I want to thank you, Pastor Mike, for coming on, man. It's always a privilege for you to come on the show when you can, man. We continue to pray for you and your wife. And, again, we pray for Pastor Jean uh, as well as she gets gets her rest and gets her healing. And, family, don't miss tomorrow the grub with the ladies of PPV. We got Pastor Jean, author Deanne Labrine, and my wife, niece. They're going to bring the word, make you hungry spiritually, make you hungry in the natural, but they're going to feed you. We also have a new show coming up. We have Sister Lorraine Brown. June 6th is the premiere date. Y'all don't want to miss it. 12 noon, Saturday percent. She is coming on. She's going to bring a word all by herself. And also don't miss uh, Victories Over the Waste of Life on Tuesday. And we got a whole bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, right here on TBV Radio. So, family, I love you, and always, always remember, you are more than you think and greater than you heard. And when you see the psalmist voice, Pastor Mike, Brother Don, walk with us, family. Let's go. We'll see you next time, next week. Here, the psalmist voice.
Reloaded. God bless your family. Catch the rebroadcast on TV Radio 24-7 or right here on BlockTalkRadio.com. Central Texas.